Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, we have special guest co-host comedian Gary Robinson is here with us. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks very much for having me on. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's great to see you guys. Or, great or, to see you so, too, my friend. Or so, oh, so you'd like to think it's going to be fun, but you never know. <laughs> we'll with see. Us, with us, with us, it's all over the place. So it's it's kind of crazy, especially with this guy right here. <laughs> what can I say? I got no filter and a big mouth. What do you want from me? That. <laughs> is a fact of life right there my friend facts of life anyways we have a great show for you today we have a couple things to chat about including in entertainment news uh looks like uh madonna is a control freak according to her daughter uh lourdes leon she actually had an interview recently and where she goes ahead and blasts her own mother uh in regards to being too much of a control freak for her and she goes on to say quote uh, we don't get any handouts in my family. Obviously, I grew up with extreme privilege. There's no denying that. But I think my mom saw all these other kids of famous people, and she was like, my kids are not going to be, be like this. Also, I feel like if your parents pay, uh, or if your parents pay for things, then it gives them leverage over you. My mom is such a control freak, and she has controlled me my whole life. I needed to be completely independent from her as soon as I graduated high school. So, I mean, she's 25 now. Uh, she's got her modeling career going for her. Uh, she has ma massive respect for her mother and everything she does. However, she seems that, you know, after, right after high school, she cut the cord immediately and she was like, bye. She like left really quickly. I mean, that's... Well, can I say, don't no. most of us feel that <laughs> way when we get out of high school? I mean, just truthfully. I mean, didn't most of us feel that our parents were too controlling by the time we got out of high school, I mean, that's kind of the age that you you are trying to spread your wings and get away and start controlling your own life. So I'm not saying Madonna isn't like that, but I think all kids at that age are feeling that way to a degree. Well, I would just like to say, I would like for Madonna to adopt me now that there's an opening. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. So she's out, I'm in. There. Yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping Brad Pitt would maybe adopt me too, but if, look, I'm, I'm happy with Madonna too. I'd be happy I mean, to live that lifestyle. I mean, you know, you could be the next material guy. Boy. <laughs> boy, the material boy. There you go. I mean, there, that's that's all there is to it. But, I mean, it's it's crazy because, I mean, Jeremy, you are right about that. I mean, when you get to a certain point, when you get to a certain point out of uh, a certain age, you want to be independent. But, it, well, the ironic thing of this whole thing is that Lourdes actually uh, – um, she admits at the end of the interview that she didn't get her mother's work ethic because her mother, like Madonna's got an incredible work ethic. She commended her mother on that. She didn't get that, but she did get the control thing from her mother. So she's also a control freak as well. Irony of ironies. 
Well, I've I've known I've had many friends and people close to me who perhaps grew up that way, and um, yes, they do tend to have some of those tendencies themselves. Uh, I'm not going to name names; I'll get in name trouble, them. but name not them. a bit. I'll be sleeping <laughs> on the couch. Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, by, yeah, by the yeah. way, the control freak thing—you you never outgrow because my mom is still a control freak. Like I, my mom still tells me what to do if she can. You know, I don't have to listen, but. I, we really don't outgrow that, you know. <laughs> He's like, I don't have to listen to you. I'm, I'm grown up now. Leave me alone, mom. <laughs> now it's 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 crazy because for the longest time, I also felt that my parents were controlling me for the longest time. But you know, when you grow up and you get older, you start to learn that you know what they've lived a long life. Like my dad, my dad, he's a major control freak. I mean, we just I just got done because my dad was a mechanic and he was a truck driver. Jeremy, you know this, and so. He tends to, when, when I have to change something from my car, because I do my own mechanical work, and it's all thanks to my dad. My dad teaches me, taught me a lot about how to do mechanics. So we just recently changed the uh, transmission oil filter of the car. And while I was under there, he's like, my, my father, unfortunately, he's half paralyzed due to a stroke that he suffered back in 2007. But yet he's still, he still is like, you know what? Help me off from this wheelchair. I want to get under there. I want to see what you're doing. I'm like, dad, you're you're teaching me from far stay from far don't come here to what i'm trying to do but he still gets under there and he goes underneath and he looks and he's like okay did you do this i was like yes did you do that yes i don't know it just doesn't feel like you did it right i'm like oh my god are you freaking kidding me parents never change oh lord and then and then he goes and messes stuff up under there that i've already done i was like dad i just i just put that down there what are you doing you're killing me here it just never ends. It never uh, ends. So I, I guess swear. we can, can we can confirm that Lourdes is having growing pains. I, but up, but. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a lot of that. He'll, fit, be here, he'll be here for the next hour, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. But Please yeah, tip your waist, staff. <laughs> That is the truth, though. I mean, that's what it really is. I mean, we all go through this. And I mean, I'm 45 and I believe me, I've looked back and I I know I didn't have a clue what I was talking about at that age. You know, I, I was very lucky to have the guidance I had for my parents. Um, in my case in particular, they were really nowhere near as overbearing as I like to make them out in my head at that time. That's <laughs> um, the truth. I mean, <laughs> Dave knows my, my mother, my father, um, you know, he's met them he knows that they are very chill and very cool people but as far as i was concerned oh no they're trying to run everything and you know at so, the time we all think that i guess like that's i, said, I think, think it's a very I... normal rite of passage probably and, and by the way I... by the way you look great for 44 i'm not saying this pandemic's been tough on me but i'm 25 years old so it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to be on here wow that's tough <laughs> That's that's just that's tough. That's a hard year. one. You've, you've had a hard year and a half. Been tough, I'll tell you. Oh my God, this is just see. This is this is why I love having comedians on the show for this reason. They make they make they make me feel a lot better being here with you, Jeremy. So <laughs> trust me, it goes both ways. Nice. <laughs> well, in other news, I mean, good luck to Lourdes on that, you know, and hopefully her mother Madonna does not. Yeah, slam her later on for for saying what she said to the media. Yeah, her but, new song uh, will be her new song will be "Mama Don't Preach." 
<laughs> right? No kidding, exactly. <laughs> That's very true. Gary, I think you're getting a lot of material right now just off of the podcast right now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, comedians never sleep. What are you talking about? We're always on board over and over again. So, <laughs> Well, speaking of comedians, actually, this is something right up your alley, Gary. Uh, basically, uh, you know, we... Uh, we also we also know about what's going on with uh, with uh, Dave Chappelle and the whole Netflix thing and how the cancel culture wanted to cancel him. Well, comedian Hannah Gadsby slams Ted Sarandos. Basically, Ted went on uh, and said, "Adult uh, quote: Adults can watch assault and abuse or enjoy shocking stand-up comedy without it causing them to harm others." Um, and he went on to say, we are working hard to ensure marginalized communities aren't defined by a single story. So we have sex education, uh, sex education, Orange is the New Black, Control Z, Hannah Gatsby and Dave Chappelle all, all on Netflix. Key to this is increasing diversity on the content itself. Now, Hannah did not like this so, too much. She didn't like her name being mentioned. So she went ahead and had a couple things. She said uh, to say to Ted, she said, hey. Ted Sarandos, just a quick note to let you know that I would prefer if you didn't drag my name into your mess. Now, I have to deal with even more of the hate and anger that Dave Chappelle's fans like to unleash on me every time Dave gets $20 million to process his emotionally stunted partial word view. You didn't pay me nearly enough to deal with the real world consequences of the hate speech dog whistling you refuse to acknowledge. Ted, F you, and your amoral algorithm cult. cult. I, do, I, I do shit with more backbone than you. That's just a joke. I definitely didn't come across, didn't cross a line because there isn't one. Now, those are, that's, Ow. that's, those are shots being fired, if you ask me. So, I mean, Gary, the floor is <clears throat> yours on this one because you're a comedian. I mean, and, and it seems that you would have something to say about this as well. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, you have to give comedians a very wide berth because a lot of what we do is is, is shock, it's surprise. And so Dave Chappelle, I, I I saw that special. I mean, he was actually taking the side of some of a of a of somebody who was a, of a trans person, and who talking about a, a good friend of his who was trans. So, but you know, he does take digs at people. That's just the nature of comedy. We insult people. There's there's comics that all they do is insult people. Insult comics. I used to do that. There's some of us that shock people. He's kind of a shock comic in some ways a storyteller but um you just have to give comics a little wider berth than most other people because they're not doing things out of spite or anger typically they're doing stuff a lot of times to you know first of all create laughter but also create dialogue so um i don't know a lot about hannah gatsby to be honest but um but dave Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians in history and uh you got to give him a little a little leeway on some stuff even though you might not like it but he's bringing attention to certain things and that can bring that can create conversation which has been doing around the country so that can be a good thing even though i don't like everything he said but we have to respect that it's an art form i think i mean i mean comedy comics have are notorious for creating controversy in everything they say I mean, uh, Gary. I mean, I'm sure you've had your 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 moments of controversy as well. I mean, from what I understand, something having to do with uh, the BLM movement, right? Well, that was more about a song I put out. I put out, but uh, I've probably created more controversy with my new song "Trump the Traitor" that has a music video on YouTube. <laughs> so, and so I've probably made a lot of enemies. But frankly, my my new opening bit is about Caitlyn Jenner. So, you know, I, I say, you know, hey, let's give up for Caitlyn Jenner running for governor. You know, that girl's got balls. 
<laughs> oh, you know, that's a good one. Like, like that girl could really come from behind. You know, I thought she could win. So anyway, so anyway, the point is that, you know, look, I'm not doing it as a mean spirited thing on Caitlyn, although I'm not a big fan of hers, but it's to make you laugh, which you just did because it's a shocking thing to say, you know? So a lot of what comedians do is to try to surprise people and take people a little off kilter, sometimes create tension in a room or even online like here. And then to bring up topics that not everybody's going to talk about, but you know, I want to talk about. I'm, I'm sure you've heard the story about this, Gary. Um, you know, years ago, Lenny Bruce, the great pro, uh, instigator, the great shit stirrer that he was, went to a club in Harlem and said the N word for five straight minutes. That was his act right. to create controversy and discussion and in his mind he explained it in that if we take away the power of this word then you know a young black girl who gets called this 20 years from now doesn't have to cry and feel like she's nothing but at the time can you imagine the shock we're talking about 1960 whatever and he's in harlem in an all-black club using the n-word for five straight minutes yeah that's more even I, I put that in the realm of performance art even more than stand-up comedy mm -hmm. and, and even now that the, the amazing thing about that now is that any stand if i said the n-word i would be canceled from probably every comedy club here deservedly so because it's you know it's it, that's a very controversial word along with other words that kind of come in and out of the lexicon of what's controversial and um but the line moves you know the line is constantly moving every few years depending it's like they say the pendulum swings things get liberal and conservative so we just kind of have to ride that line and sometimes we'll do something 10 years ago that might cross that line again so that would like what lenny bruce did back then would now cross the line he would be canceled Very right much. now Absolutely. so that's the that's the amazing thing about comedy is it's constantly moving it's not a stagnant thing where oh that was a funny joke back then and it might not be funny in 20 years like what i just said it said about caitlin could be a very offensive thing in a few years and maybe i'll get canceled you never know but i mean but comedians we can't really think along those lines we have to think of how we're going to create tension how we're going to create humor how we're going to make people laugh and not worry about the future and what's going to happen so I mean, it, it evolves i mean yeah and, and i have to agree with that as well i mean look at look at um going back to a lot of uh the the hughes movies breakfast club pretty in pink all those movies had so much controversial comedy in it that today They'd be like, oh, my God, that is hugely offensive. Are you kidding? 16 Candles, you could not get made today. You could not get that film made. I mean, it's a film that is loosely set around date rape. Pretty much. I mean, that's really the, the base concept of this of this film. And it's a comedy. And it's I mean, you couldn't get most of those films made in today's culture. Yeah, that, look at, and of course the whole racist thing, you know, with the Asian dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you want to go further back, look at Blazing Saddles. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's the movie. That's, and that's I a really, yeah, it's a classic movie. It's constantly played, and it's an amazingly brilliant comedy. But if you tried to make that today, they would probably cancel you before you put it out. Absolutely, but as I mean, as we know, a film that pushed boundaries for all the right reasons and took comedy further than it had gone socially, probably ever at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I agree. And I mean, but it's it seems that it seems that again, you know, Hannah, she just didn't like the fact that Ted put her name in that whole situation. She's like, no, 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 don't don't even think about putting me in this whole thing, trying to like 
you know, be political because that's that's the whole that was the whole purpose of putting her name on there is to be more political, be politically correct, be like, oh no, we're 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 okay, we're we're doing this correctly, you know. I mean, you guys don't complain when this and this and that person and that person says this this and that. But Hannah was like, no, 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 thanks. We're good. <laughs> We're good. On, on, <laughs> yes, on, it's on. all right. I mean, none of us like anybody speaking for us. I mean, exactly. And nobody wants to be thrown into being an activist either. Like, there's certain people who are putting themselves out there with what they do or say, but other people don't want to be dragged into it sometimes. They want to sit on the sidelines and maybe chip in when they feel like it. So. Well, I mean, well, I mean, at this point, it seems that they, the cancel culture tried to cancel Dave Chappelle's show. That didn't happen. Hannah continues on with her specials as well. So everybody just keeps on moving forward. I mean, this whole cancel culture is taking on a life of its own. Jeremy, you had your own opinions about the cancel culture, didn't you? Because I don't believe it exists exactly. As I've said, everybody they've canceled still has a career, is still earning money, and is still doing exactly what they were doing before. No one's actually been canceled, first of all. And second of all, it's not some political movement that's doing it. It's people exercising their dollar power if they don't want to buy it they don't want to watch it and they don't want to hear about it if there's enough of them then guess what the advertisers are going to put pressure that's how commerce works it's not cancel culture to me i mean i get the whole point i get what's going but it's it's not some big government conspiracy trying to cancel everybody it's people exercising their belief of what they want to buy what they want to invest in what they want to see now, Dave has enough supporters that, you know, people tried to say, no, don't watch this, don't do this. And enough people rose up and they're not going to be able to pressure the sponsors or anybody else to mess with him. Um, but I, I just see it a different way. I see when enough people come together and they don't want to hear it. That's commerce. That's capitalism. That's I mean, it's no different than a product you don't like or that's just how it is to me. So in other words, money talks, bullshit walks. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> That's pretty much what it what it all boils down to. So I don't know. Well, I mean, happy, happy Hannah stood up for herself on that one, too. She was like, no, 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 don't drag me on this. So, but uh, yeah, in other uh, entertainment. Well, actually, this is more like entertainment slash political news. Uh, former President Bill Clinton was hospitalized this morning, actually. He had a bloodstream infection. He's currently uh, at the hospital at uh, UC Irvine. Uh, according to TMZ.com, it says uh, Clinton's docs say 42 was admitted to UC Irvine Medical Center Tuesday and is being closely monitored. The infection reportedly started as a UTI, <laughs> but became much more serious, <laughs> much more serious once it got into his bloodstream. He's currently in the intensive care unit. You guys need to stop. Can I? I've always wanted to start a conspiracy theory. He's got, come on, let's be real. He's got an STD, you guys. Okay. There we go. Come on. Oh, my God. How can you not hear that? As I'm reading that, I'm like, oh, my God. You guys, we're rubbers, okay? Everybody protect yourself. There's enough viruses going around. As I'm reading that, I'm thinking, oh, oh. Oh, what's going through their heads right now? Oh, what's going through their heads right now? It's, like it's not the first infection he's had. I mean, come on. <laughs> I doubt it'll be the last. The guy's like in his 70s. Oh, my God. He, he, he oh, just... thank God for Viagra, right? Oh Tell God. me about it. <laughs> the question is, I wonder what Hillary's thinking right about now. <laughs> She's like, erase the emails, delete the emails. What delete goes around, emails comes quickly. around. 
try not to worry that you won't get it. We got we got some people actually interacting. Uh, Dusty's actually saying STD for sure. Good call. <laughs> See, it's gonna take hold. It's gonna spread like wildfire. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I think it's already spread. <laughs> this is a socially transmitted disease now. Oh, oh my Lord God. Almighty. I just, I, can't, I mean, it looks like he's doing fine. I thought it was, every, it was all I over hope the he's news. Doing it, well. I mean, it was all over the news. They're, they're monitoring it very closely, apparently. I don't want to know what they're monitoring very closely. <laughs> he, well, he exactly. requested, he, he's got some special nurses he wanted, so. <laughs> this is just, this is just too, I, I mean, you can't, you, you can't, you, you can't make this up. You really can't make this up. This is one of those things where it's like, I'm reading it. I'm like, really? It it's it was a, it was it was a pretty much UTI. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Uh, <laughs> Dusty also commented said Hillary can rest easy. Uh, she doesn't have it because I doubt he pangs her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh wow, Dusty. Okay. Wow, Dusty, you're savage, buddy. Come on now. I'm not even. I I can't. I can't. Wow, that's that's savage. Anyways. Um, I mean, uh, apparently it seems that uh, seems like again he's doing fine, so that's good news. I, but I'm I'm curious to I'm still curious to know why is it that every single damn near every single news media was all over this again? No pun intended. Um, first, well, <laughs> all over the story. First, let me let me say <laughs> that generally speaking, they're all over any former president, living or not, who gets hospitalized or has any big illness. I mean, That's every true. single president, they jump on that immediately. But I mean, what news organization is not going to <laughs> want to report on the uh, the beautiful comedy that is this story? And um, oh my God. I mean, I'm glad he's doing OK, but it just it lends itself to so many jokes. Um, I, I was trying to be nice. I really didn't want to just laugh as you're talking about a poor guy in the hospital. But Seriously, oh man, I, it was too perfect. I was reading this and I was like, "Please don't laugh! Please don't laugh! Please don't laugh!" And then I saw the people. I was like, "There it is. Never mind. So much for that." <laughs> I mean, what well, it goes on to say, uh, Doctor Alpish Amin from UC Irvine and Clinton's personal doctor, uh, Doctor Lisa Bardock. Say the former pres is currently receiving antibiotics and fluids through an IV. Oh, <laughs> oh this has gone off, off the rails. <laughs> oh Lord! We just said it simultaneously. Oh my God! Oh Lord! Michelle says I heard he's watching this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill, for watching. We appreciate your support. We appreciate it. <laughs> Like he'll be up and sexually active again soon, so he'll be he'll be. Up. I have no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's hope for his sake he's not. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll be back in the hospital if he's up again. Oh man! <laughs> Anyways, I can't. I can't. I can't. Funds are there. Their funds are there. Anyways, moving forward. Uh, in other in other. Uh, actually, this is this is gonna be a little bit uh, more up your alley, Jeremy. In sports news, uh, we have uh, John Gruden loses his job. And Dan Snyder continues to evade. So apparently Dan Snyder, they're asking for his head next uh, because of the whole scandal that's going on with the uh, Washington football team. And the way uh, Dan Snyder is, is evading accountability for everything that's happened is that he decided to go and retire. 
uh, number 21's jersey that was worn by Sean Taylor, who we all know Sean Taylor was was murdered, actually, during a home invasion. He was he was killed uh, back in uh, 2007 during a home invasion. So his number uh, it will be retired. That was an announcement that was made by the Washington football team. Now, people are throwing Dan Snyder un- like under the like they're they're just wanting his head saying that this is a great this is the, the worst timing that you could actually say that. You're you're evading what's going on right now with the issue with the Washington football team, and you decided to suddenly retire number twenty one's jersey in the middle of this controversy. I mean, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a joke, uh, truthfully, to retire Sean's number at this time. A guy who is incredibly respected by that community by his team by his former teammates um just to try and ingratiate himself during all of this is pretty shitty um when you talk about the things he said and again this is one of those things where things change is it okay what he said no it's not has he changed his opinions and does he know that that was wrong you know had he actually apologized and really came forward heartfelt about it maybe i could believe that but he was coaching a team that has the only actively openly gay player on it carl nasee and he made all these anti-homophobic statements all these this this fairy shouldn't have been playing and done it how how are you going to go into a locker room where you are coaching an openly gay player and have any respect and you were talking about a teammate. These are football players who 20 years ago people said would never accept a gay player. And they go out on the field and bleed and fight and and battle with this guy every single day. How are you going to go in there and then turn around and try and lead that locker room? That and the fact of the matter that you have football players that in the past have said, like, there's, there's a lot of closeted football players that never came out for this exact reason. They were afraid to. And this 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 football player came out risked it all just because he's like okay it's it's i believe it's a new era and yet this happens i mean he actually had to take some time off he said because after this whole thing because he saw he heard about the homophobic uh you know remarks that john gruden made in the email uh the racial slurs everything everything i mean john gruden just went off but here's the tough part now i've spoken to many raider fans and many raider fans they are upset that John Gruden resigned. And they're saying this as a Raider fan. They're saying this. I'm not a Raider fan. God, shoot me if I ever was. Um, no offense to Raider fans. I'm just not a fan. Never was, never will be. Um, but here's the thing is that they're saying, and a lot of them were, a lot of the people that I've spoken to are, are Latinos. And they're like, as a Latino, we get talked about this all the time. You know, they need to get over that and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, we're winning. We're finally winning. And that's what they care about. They, they mainly care about winning. They don't care about uh, the the remarks that John Gruden said. They care more about their team winning. And granted, it is, a, I always say this, I'm like, Raiders have the worst luck in the league. I mean, first they had a terrible owner that made terrible decisions. He died, so they thought, okay, ding dong, the witch is dead type of thing. We're finally going to have a football team that works. Then they were in Oakland where they weren't doing too well. They moved to Vegas. Finally, they're doing well. They're 3-1. and one. They're doing fantastic. And then coincidentally, 
this happens. I mean, talk about being born under the worst star in the world. And, and, and a lot of them are saying this is a conspiracy. This is the NFL screwing with us yet again. I mean, there's like there's a lot of Raider fans that believe this is a conspiracy Another against conspiracy. the Raiders. Oh, good. I mean, that's that's what they're saying. So it's, I don't know, I don't know. It's just it's just really bad luck that they have. I mean, at this point, who knows what's going to happen with the Raiders and the coaching staff? Who knows? Who knows? I don't have no idea. No well, clue. Like you said, I mean, sports fans in general have a, a wonderful ability to create a blind spot for the people they like and the people that are helping their team win. Um, but. I would say that Raiders fans have had a pension for this a lot longer. I mean, we're talking about the team whose motto was just win, baby. They asked, do you cheat? They said, hell yeah, just win. I mean, this was a team of cheaters and, you know, people who wanted to break the rules and the fans celebrated that. So why should we, why, why would we be shocked? I mean, that's, that's, that's been the Raider philosophy since 1970. Yeah, and I mean, that's just the way it's going to go. Derek uh, went ahead and also commented. He says, he actually disagrees. He says, no, the Browns have the worst luck. No comparison. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were called the Browns, for God's sake, Derek. What do you expect? They're they're basically, you know, they're the color of what we what comes out of us. Whenever I hear the word the Browns, first thing I think is a freaking piece of turd or something that comes out of a person. Sometimes it's brown. Sometimes, never mind. I'm not going to go Speaking of cheaters, by the way, like my girlfriend's uh, ex-boyfriend looks identical to Tom Brady, which is coincidental because I look just like like a deflated ball. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he didn't throw you around. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I think we could win together maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there you were, go. Were you the controversial deflated ball? Yeah. <laughs> uh dusty also said what about the lions dusty i'm sorry but what about the lions <laughs> you just asked the magic question what about i don't know if that's bad luck or just bad ownership all the way around bad management that's just that's just that's just a bad everything all around like you said jeremy i mean come on they live in detroit they're lucky they haven't gotten shot yet no offense to people from detroit <laughs> Eminem's gonna kick your ass. I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm a Packer fan. We don't like Detroit, okay? I'm a Packer True. fan through and through. We're rivals, so there you go. Uh, Dustin continues to said, "Worst luck ever <laughs> is the Lions." Well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you guys had a good quarterback. You guys screwed it up. So, what do you want? What do you want me to say? I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, don't cry for me. Don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> in other sports news well buddy boys in blue are back yes they are three years in a row and we're going to play atlanta again oh man that's gonna be that's gonna be one hell of a game right there and it's funny you called it you pretty much you were like you know what i'm not worried about arizona no i'm sorry i'm not i'm sorry you worried about arizona i'm not worried about the giants the giants though started off strong in the series they really yes, started they off strong well, as I said, that was the reason I wasn't terribly afraid of them was because I believed our pitchers would be stronger. What I wasn't prepared for was Logan Webb, their young stud pitcher who's really broken out this year, looking like Sandy Koufax or Mariano Rivera. I mean, the guy had a slider that was just evil. And I mean, he pitched two games, 14 innings, one hit, one run. 
mean, that's pretty damn impressive. So I wasn't expecting that. He kept those two games really, really close. Um, the two games the Dodgers won, of course, uh, we basically blew them out you know, before that last game. So it was our offense really getting to their arms. But man, that kid Logan Webb was amazing. And for once, I will tip my hat to the Giants. You guys gave us a run all year long. And uh, too bad it just wasn't enough. Yeah, just just, just too bad. <laughs> too, too bad indeed. It's, it's, too bad I'm, indeed. I'm brokenhearted for you. I you really sound so very sincere. You know what I would love to see, though? I would love to see the rematch. Houston oh, you know I want Dodgers. the rematch. Oh, I want to see that rematch so badly, and I want the Dodgers to destroy them. Well, so if we're going to move, we have the previous sports was about, you know, cheating. So how about we talk about the Astros? Um, that would be an <laughs> awesome World Series rematch. Yep, very true, very true. And I know you have a lot of your fans, Jeremy, a lot of Astros fans, and they're ass, assholes, ass, assholes, Astros, sorry. Sorry, it keeps, <laughs> it keeps coming out that way. Um, <laughs> excuse my language. I, mean, I try to say that fast and it just comes out assholes. I mean, Astros. Astro, right? Right? Anyways. Yeah, you got it. You, either way, they know what either you mean. Either way, either way. Uh, anyway, so yeah, at this point, I really want them to meet each other. But the Braves, that's going to be a tough team. No doubt about it. The Braves have been have given us a run for our money every year the last couple of years. Last year we had to come back from three to one. Everybody thought the Dodgers were done. The Dodgers were dead. And it was Atlanta who had put us in that hole. So this is gonna be a tough series. They're a really good team. Uh, Freeman and the rest of them are hitting like crazy right now. Their pitchers are pitching good. Their bullpen is stocked. I think it's gonna be a great series, I really do. I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> happy yay 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 anyways (laughs) my dad my dad's funny too because he's he's he loves baseball like my dad loves baseball so but he's not sure of the scheduling and yesterday he was like he was just like by himself in the dark and i'm looking at him i'm like dad dodgers playing he's like what put him on (laughs) like immediately it was like a light switch just turned on like (laughs) let's watch that so that he's very entertained by that thank god for that so i'm happy for that well we're i mean the first game is coming up very soon so we'll have to see this game tomorrow on top yeah we'll see who comes out on top first and uh you know we'll keep an eye on the houston assholes i mean astros uh (laughs) And we'll see if they, you know, move forward. If they don't, hey, poetic justice continues. So. Well, then we get the other team that might have cheated, you know, the Boston Red Sox. We don't have proof, but two of their former players said they were running an electronic scam to steal pitches during the World Series where they beat us. So it was not as big of a scandal. They couldn't bring them to trial because they didn't have proof. But there were former staffers as well as two former players on the Red Sox of that year who said that they did have a little uh, sign-stealing and pitch-stealing scam going using electronic electronics so they just, they just uh, seriously want getting the beat either one of them would be perfectly fine with me i mean they still they still want the curse of the bambino to be now the technical curse we'll call <laughs> it the technical curse now so <laughs> what happened to the good old days of just corking bats and yeah you know a little grease yeah you know i mean vaseline and everything in the hands you know everything you know come on you know what happened with all that Anyways, we'll go ahead and figure that out. We'll we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow with the first uh, the first of what seven. Yep, first to seven. First to seven. We'll see what happens. We turn ourselves now over to chat with our special guest co-host here, Gary. Gary, you've been very patient here, and uh, you've been like, dude, when are these guys gonna shut up and talk about me? 
<laughs> Come on. I'm the I, I, I prefer to. No, I, I like watching uh, sports fans fight. So there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine with that. If we could it's get the to fist fight. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Tell me about it. But yeah, Gary, I mean, you know, great to have you on the show. Great to have you. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. It was fun. With us. I mean, you're a comedian, but you also do. You have a lot of stuff that you got going on in your life, right? Keep them busy. Yeah, right. I mean, you have the the comedy. You also have a production company. Yeah, yeah. I produce promos, commercials, movie trailers, stuff like that. Um, you can see all that at sharpcut.com. But I've been doing that for like 30 years, although I'm wow. 25 years old. But, uh, I was about to say, you don't look a day over 20. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Don't I? This is what happens when you produce a lot of video. You, you start to look like this. You're like, You're like uh, this, is, this is no the industry. Very you don't get any coffee. sun. <laughs> yeah, you don't get any sun, no melanin, anything healthy. You know, you you sit behind a computer all day long, just editing and stuff. So this is what an editor looks like after a few years. So, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I actually do some editing here and there as well. So, I mean, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I mean, how's it been going for you? I mean, the pandemic's been kind of tough for a lot of people. Uh, as far as comedy is concerned, I mean, how have you been like holding up with uh, comedy? Well, it's evolved. I mean, for a while I was doing Zoom comedy, what a lot of people were doing. And also, I happen to produce two comedy specials that are on Amazon Prime right now. One's called Jimmy Shin's Walk of Shame, W-O-K, and the other's RV, uh, Sarah Halstead's RVs and Cats. So it's fun to produce some program that people could see online on Amazon Prime. But I've been doing live Zoom shows. And then and then we started doing outdoor stuff. And we did, uh, at this uh, church in Silver Lake, we were doing live outdoor shows. And we had Bill Burr on like four times. We had Eliza Schlesinger, Daryl Hammond, Tom Arnold. We had like great comics coming out and performing. And, you know, in the safety of an open air environment. So, you know, now I think, you know, before the Delta variant, we started doing more indoors. Now there's the Delta variant. We kind of went outdoors again. Now it's too cold for outdoors. So we're all going back indoors. Oh so, you know, I, it's like anything. It's like you can just got to keep evolving with the times and keeping an eye. It's, it's like the weather report. It's like it's rainy with a chance of COVID now. So it's like you got to just kind of keep an eye daily on what's going on and kind of, you know, adjust for it. Evolve. It's almost like playing the hokey pokey. It's like. You go, you go indoors in. You go outdoors <laughs> out. You go indoors in, and you leave the jokes to the, to the comedian, in. my friend. <laughs> no, but that's what it's like. That's really what it's like. It's that never before have we had such a long-term kind of disaster that we can monitor in real time, so we can see, oh, the numbers are up here, they're down here. We can do this, we can do that, and it's very difficult for people to, you know, live a, a, a stable lifestyle because we're constantly evolving and, and adjusting to things like that. So. But as far as comedy, I think it's great to make people laugh during this kind of time and to have programming we can see online like yours. So that's great. And, you know, people uh, are looking for stuff to do. And they've probably gone through the Netflix accounts. So <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> I know I've burned through mine. Yeah. I have. I'm telling you, man, I have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO, and pretty much nothing is like I'm like, I'm bored. I'm that's amazing. Bored. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> A world of entertainment, a world of entertainment at your fingertips, and oh, and Disney Plus, and I got Disney Plus. Yeah, I got it all, and I, I still, I'm like, I'm bored. I'm bored (laughs) out of my mind right now. Call me crazy. Yeah, well, you can only see the Marvel film so many times. You know, they're great, but they get a little boring in Star Wars too. I cry every time at the end of. You know, and of, of Endgame. Every time when he's like, "I love you 3000 I was like, "Why did you snap the finger? Why?" <laughs> Anyways, um, so I have a quest. I have a burning question that I've always wanted to ask a comic. Have you ever told somebody, "Hey, you know," when they ask you what do you do for a living, and you say, "Hey, I'm a comic." Do they ever say, "Really?" Say something funny. Oh, all the do you time. Get that? All it the does time. Actually. Yeah, all the time. And I just say, "Well, I have a two drink minimum." So <laughs> come on back. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is probably the best comeback, actually. Well, okay, so, so I have a question. When you're trying to, like, or, or when you're flirting and, you know, the person asks you, uh, what do you do for a living? Do you come back with some sort of a, some sort of a flirtatious line or something? <laughs> First of all, I like how you said the person. You're so politically correct. But but here's the funny thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be a guy, girl, or trans. We just don't know what stage you're hey, in. You know? I'm not sure. You know, that's why I said person. You know. Well, here, here's the irony of that. Like, for, before my comedy act was scare girls away, because it was so like you know it was just over the top but like the, my current girlfriend came to a comedy show and like this this girl a friend of mine dm me and said hey can i get her in too but she accidentally typed can i get her on top and then <laughs> and then she typed well, and then she typed we will ride together and that that was an offer i couldn't refuse so <laughs> so so now i'm dating a, a beautiful filipina i call her nice. my thriller i call her my thriller from manila she nice. calls me her 90 day fiance <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so we're getting along well we'll see how it goes that's awesome did you did you like did you i mean how was your approach towards her i mean because well, the that's thing, the irony. I'm, I'm wondering i'm wondering i'm wondering if i'm wondering if the comic approach versus a normal guy's approach varies or is different oh i think it's very different well first of all the amazing thing is normally this would turn somebody off my comedy, but she came to a show, had a great sense of humor, liked my comedy. And so we, we went out um, a few days later and then we kept going out and stuff. So just that I wasn't, she wasn't scared away by my comedy was a great sign for me. But it, it's different because normally I think you meet people on, you meet girls on dating sites or whatever, you know, as opposed to, uh, it's rare that you meet somebody in person and start dating, I think. I think it's normally like dating sites these, these days. I mean, that's, that's I, I really haven't, met any female in a very long time it's been a while so i mean it's but that's that's actually more towards me jeremy shut up but that's more towards <laughs> me <laughs> more than anything <laughs> i can see it in your face you really want to say something don't you i hate you you Just have to leave the house first <laughs> that helps right, you, you might have to move something you got to move the podcast outside. Right. Move it to <laughs> with traffic. I know. <laughs> live from the five freeway. <laughs> that yeah, would be an interesting podcast to have, actually. Live from the five freeway, just like be on the off ramp instead of selling, you know, oranges. I'll be doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can work with that. Wait, so you don't do dating sites. You're a good-looking guy. You could get girls on dating sites all the time if you wanted, right? So, anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> there are topics that they won't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're talking, we could talk about sex and everything, you know, but we're not going to get into that, seeing as, you know, there hasn't been any in a while. But anyways, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, can we change the topic instead of me, please? Jeremy, say something. <laughs> I was going to say, speak for yourself on the sex topic. I, I, I'm engaged, you know. Yeah, Jeremy's really? Jeremy's happily engaged. Yeah, he's been happily engaged with a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, uh, I actually and, have a wonderful, wonderful half Filipina fiance who is just the absolute love of my life. What a coincidence! Oh, we got some common ground there. How long mm -hmm. you been dating? Uh, we've actually been together. I proposed very soon after we got together. We've been together almost seventeen years. Oh, wow, that is amazing. I'm the only one in the world waiting for the woman to set the date. Yeah, she's never heard that song put a ring on it, I guess, before. Right? No, 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 I'm the one going, come on, let's do this, you know, so. But my parents. It's me, I love her, neither one of us is going anywhere. 
I, by the way, um, last week I celebrated my 11th wedding anniversary. But I, I'm divorced, so. But anyway, that, we don't really marry. Did <laughs> <laughs> you celebrate the day of the divorce or the day of the wedding? Yeah. That was the day of the wedding. Does your wedding. wife know you have a girlfriend is the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we divorced. Because we if do- she doesn't, now she does. <laughs> I, I made a lifelong commitment and I kept it for six months. So, you know, that was pretty good. But, um, but look, my parents are celebrating their 57th wedding anniversary next oh, wow. week. You want to know what the secret is to a long and happy marriage of 57 years? Hearing loss. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. My dad's hearing is going in his right ear. He always sits my mom to the right side of him because you can't be annoyed by what you can't hear. So keep that in and mind. That'll help you. And he goes into, he, brilliant. He goes into aha mode. Uh-huh. 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 I've never yeah. seen the guy. The guy's never been more happy in his life not hearing a thing, you know? <laughs> Well, on that note, I want to go ahead and close out. I wanted to thank you, Gary, so much for being, uh, uh, you know, our special guest host here on the Navarro Miller Report. Man, I hope to have you on here again very soon. What do you got? Do you have? Are, are you going to be uh, doing any stand up uh, anytime soon? And where? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. I got to. I got to. I'll, I'll be at uh, October twentieth at the La Jolla Comedy Store. I'll be November tenth at the San Jose Improv, and November twenty first. And I'd love you, you guys to come out. I am starting a brand new show in the Flappers main room. I'm going to get some great headliners and you really? guys come out on, on me. And uh, and if anybody wants to look for my other future appearances, go to sharpcutcomedy.com, sharpcutcomedy.com or uh, sharpcutproductions on Instagram. I used to actually bartend at Flappers. You're kidding. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. How long ago? Actually, uh, this is like three, three or four years ago, something like that. Actually, uh, Jeremy's fiance was the one that got me the job there. Oh, my God. Well, so no, we'll definitely be there to see you, man. Wait, this is going to be a big reunion. You guys have to come now. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, ain't no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, and another thing too, how can people stalk you on social media? Uh, Sharp Cut Productions on Instagram, Comedian Gary Robinson on Instagram, uh, DJ Sharp Cut on Instagram for my music stuff. And uh, yeah, those are the main ones. Awesome, so. awesome. I already well, have a couple stalkers, so don't stalk me too hard, okay? <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, thank you again, Gary, for being on the Navarro Miller Reports. Well, Such thank you. Hopefully, we'll have you back on here again very, very soon. Uh, that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you. I'm Dave Navarro, alongside with this gentleman right here, Mr. Jeremy, Jeremy Miller. Glad to be here, guys. Gary, thank you again, man. Thank you. It was a great time. Thank you. And we'll be sure to... Uh, so, well, join us on Monday. We'll have another live uh, live podcast on Monday again. Another special guest co-host. Tune into that. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification button after you subscribe on YouTube to make sure you get uh, you 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 know when we come back. And of course, we are streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other uh, streaming sites. So make sure you follow us on there. Of course, our Instagram, everything else is on the description of this podcast and again we'll see you all next time have a happy friday everyone thanks guys you have been listening to the navarro miller report 